it went from stem cells to pluripotential cells to postnatal tissue graft. And, and then we keep hearing this exosome word. The real definition of an exosome would be a, a, a nanoparticle uh, between to prevent the bastardization of a lot of the science. Yeah. Exosome has fallen into that category, unfortunately, because because a lot of people now, well, we have a billion exosomes. We should focus on just making people as healthy as we can get them. The cell would seem like a really, really good biologic hack. Welcome to the Zero Downside Podcast with Dr. Wade McKenna, sponsored by MoabTexas.com. Exosomes. It, it is it is the hot it went from stem cells to pluripotential cells to postnatal tissue graft. And, and then we keep hearing this exosome word. And, and I always have patients, and I know Hannah gets it all the time. Well, how many cells, uh, how many exosomes are in the graft? Because that you're I got me? 100 billion yeah. out of the country. Yes. So <laughs> how, like the number matters is like, like 100 billion what? Right? Yeah. Like, like exosomes. 100 billion me? 100 billion 10 year olds, right? Like uh, 100 billion what? Like <laughs> the thought of more than one of you, by the way, is horrifying. Oh, to me too, right? Like yeah, I, you're I, a full-time job, man. <laughs> and I have three and I have three of me. Yeah. Right. Cause my daughters, man, the 11 year old who just turned 11. So Tess is, is, and she's beautiful like her mommy, but boy, she is, she has got that little, you know, um, way too big for her Cherokee own Irish fire, man, Oof. whatever it is. She's like, I'm, I'm a big, obviously she's a, a humble know-it-all. I will say that she, she's a humble know-it-all. Oh, she's so she, and <laughs> she, she's beautiful in front of and everyone. talented <laughs> yes. and smart. And she's been enabled by her two older sisters. And, and by the way, my oldest, yeah, who is like many me, um, it, which is why we sometimes do this and, and she wants to pieces, kill me man. and I want to throw her off. Of, like, um, but but she's a lawyer, yeah, right? Not a moron. Like, and she was smarter than me because she didn't go to med school and have to fight this fight against non-science people, right? And so she, you know, she became, you know, what one of the things that she became a lawyer for, and the, initially she saw a lot of the stuff we were going through against the FDA when she was little. Yeah. She got to hear all the narrative about Maryland stem cells. She was with me in a Home Depot when someone came up to me in the because we were in a small town in line at Home Depot. And a guy comes up to me and says, Dr. McKenna, thank you so much. Oh my God, you made me walk in. My tendon's completely healed. Can you use stem cells to do it? And I do, man, I, the stem cell part of this was so brilliant. Thank you so much. And hugs me and walks out. And my daughter's like, <sighs> guy behind us <laughs> says, oh my God, I don't agree with killing babies. And my daughter's like, and he's, because he, he heard the word stem cells, like killing babies. I don't know. He gets his arms crossed. I don't know how you, and, and, and my daughter's like, my dad would never kill a baby. And the guy goes, well, honey, if he's using stem cells, I said, no, I used, I made an incision. I took his stem cells from bone marrow and helped him heal. There are no killing of babies involved in any stem cell science in the history of clinical surgery in the United States. And I would never do that. And for you to say that in front of my, I think Meg was probably 10, for you to say that in front of a 10 year old, and demonstrates an incredible lack of composure. Mm -hmm. We had that discussion. And so Meg, right then, she she developed this righteous indignation. And, and I think that her fight against the FDA, her fight against the narrative, her fight against my, the, the big corporate stuff, 
is is really heartfelt and and she did really well in law school and and is and has got her first big girl job now um my my senior in college my you know at, at oklahoma state university which had a pretty good weekend i think did we did we cover that already? shameless plug i'm shameless. just gonna go ahead and say it. Sorry. Um, go ahead she's you know she's brilliant and and she's you know getting a degree in psychology and neuroscience and and she's looking at something in the medical field maybe um, and so for me, I, I think that 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 living with me part has been pretty difficult, but that's the best use of stem cell. That's the real stem cell therapy, right? Yeah. So let's get back to, to it. Babies. I, you, you know, I like circle? to poke, you know, I like to poke. Circle to back around. Yeah. So the Jinsaki. Oh, God. So full circle. Circle don't do that. <laughs> but it is full circle. But it is full circle, right? So those, circle, yeah. that was the ultimate stem cell use. So we made babies with it. Yeah. But anywho, exosome, exosome, right? Yeah, That's exosome. the word I like to watch you flinch yeah. or eye roll. It's really fun because I really like that word. We'll break it down. It was for a us. good word, but it, it was such a great. Let's was, unpack that because we've because if yeah, let's unpack that. <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite show. Um, the, I I think that because if you've heard if you if you've seen anything I was saying fifteen years ago when we started publishing and lecturing and using a lot of bone marrow. If you've seen any of that, you've heard me describe an exosome by about 20 different terms. Microvesicles of support, the secretome of the cell, mm -hmm. um, microvessels, uh, growth factors, secretory proteins. All that is probably grouped together into a category now we would just call an exosome. And in an exosome, it should be, the real definition of an exosome would be a, a, a nanoparticle uh, between... Um, 0.35 nanometers in sphericity um, up to about 1.6, maybe 2.4, maybe as small as 0.25, but probably around 0.35 to about 1.6. And it depends on how you, that's the problem. It depends on how you define exosome as to how you would even count them. We didn't even really have a way of counting. Again, this is a term that didn't exist 10 years ago when we we're talking about secretory proteins and microvesicles of support and the secretome. Exosome is how a stem cell works. It's what that particle, that packet of material secreted by the cell. Is it just a growth factor? No, a lot of it's messenger RNA. Is it a spear? Yes, and it has to be lifeless. It has to be coated in fat and spherical shaped and secreted. So that term exosome, but when someone says I got hundred billion exosomes, who named it? What exosome particle was it? How what cells did it? they come <clears throat> from? How big of what did they, cause there are a lot of people that cheat. We're going to call an exosome, even if it's not a spirit, if it's a him, if it's half of a spirit, like it's a half a moon, fragment, it's a will. fragment, yeah. right? So now instead of a full moon, it's half moon or it's a crescent moon. Is that an exosome? No. Do people, are you allowed to call it an exosome? Yeah, that's what I was about yeah. to ask. Like, what is the regulatory on that on? Like, has anybody that, clearly so defined there is that a this point, manufacturer There is a point to... where I'm a fan of a lot of regulation mm -hmm. to prevent the bastardization of a lot of the science. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Exosome has fallen into that category, unfortunately, because, because a lot of people now, well, we have a billion exosomes. Well, are they all spherical? Are they all lifelized? And how big are they? If you're counting down to 0 0.35, 0 0.25, you're counting up to point two, four, are all those exosomes? No, no. Now, are, are we missing some exosomes if we go down to 0.35 to 0.16? Sure. 
but there's a way higher percentage of that that we're counting as an exome, an actual exosome. Yeah, if you go up to 0 0.24, 0 0.0, you know, like three, if you go up to, if you go up to 2.4 nanometers, or if you go up to three, there are some of those particles and stuff that aren't exosomes, right? And, and, but, but you can label it that if you're the one defining it and you're the one defining it when you're the one that packages it. Yeah. So do I trust every lab that packages it and calls it an exosome? No, I don't. Yeah. And, and, and how do I know that? Well, I went to medical school. I, I've looked under a microscope and I'm not afraid to go visit the lab. I want them to quantify it. I want to see their cell counts. I want to see what they're counting. I want to see the tissue it came from. I want to see their sterility data because I would use all that. Now, if I'm a patient, would I have to spend a lot of time to be able to quantify and figure that out? Yeah, I don't know yeah. that I don't know that a layperson can't. Well, it's marketing genius. Right. Yeah. It, it's like whenever in the nineties, they said, our gasoline has Tecron. Well, all gasoline has yeah. Tecron, but they put it, they literally put it on the handle for the pump. Yeah. And in, in my mind, I, I truly see it as a marketing genius because what it did was it allowed a lot of these, I'll just say on cellular allographs, well, aesthetic companies yeah. to market to estheticians and, and nurses that were and really, it was, and, and it helped them to be able to say, we don't have live cells. Yes. And then it was also but that's a, way, not a good, that not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, they, right? it was a drug yeah. to them, to them, and and maybe to the FDA. Yes, right, because the FDA doesn't want you calling something mm -hmm. that. Firstly, they don't want you using live cellular tissue unless it's an FDA approved manner. That that you know that's one of the things that drives me crazy. If if people really want to look at how really screwed up. The definition of of stem cells, even in the countries, Panama, Colombia, Caymans, where they were talk about cultured postnatal tissue graft. If you have cancer, a history of cancer, pre-existing, are they going to treat you? No. Why? Because the narrative is that my stem cells can make your cancer grow. No, wait a minute. Really? No. Right. There's, there's no paper showing that. Now there's one paper that talked about transferring growth factor beta one. And that's how they got the cancer literature out there that stem cells could cause that because transferring, transferring growth factor beta one can be secreted by cell. Does it stay transforming growth factor beta one in the human body? No, it, it doesn't. It's not a thing. It's beta two. It, it turns into beta three very fast. It's a big conjugate, conjugate protein. Does it cause cancer? No. In the U S there, if you stored your placenta and your umbilical cord, and I have all three of my daughters' umbilical cords and placenta stored, I paid the money in 97. My oldest daughter was born in 97. And I pay, I have her umbilical cord, placenta, and all of her cord blood. Why? Because I knew, just like Big Pharma knew in the 80s when they started putting out there, you know, they're killing babies because they want to taint the water so much that maybe they could don't look over here, nothing to see, nothing to see, right? Like well, people hear stem cell go killing babies and they immediately turn away from that. But that's what they, they paid for that and they got it, right? But when I did that, was I thinking that there would be a great use for it someday? Sure. Has it turned into that? No. Can I get a part of my daughter's umbilical cord, culture those cells up, squirt them in my knee for the arthritis? Absolutely no. not. What does the FDA do with that graph now? Well, they will let you use it for an FDA approved diagnosis of using it. What are, if you go to the Cord Blood Bank Registry's website and you pull up FDA approved uses for those cells where the FDA will let you get that bone marrow that, or that, that umbilical cord cell and the marrow, the, the cord blood 
what will they let it use it for? What are the only FDA approved uses on CBR's website? They're all cancer, leukemias, lymphomas. I thought you just said we couldn't do it because it, it spread cancer or made wow. it worse, right? Wow, that, that, that seems to be discongruous thought. Very ironic. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Right. I mean, not not to not to quote Alanis Morissette, the famous Alanis Canadian Morissette. singer. Yes, yeah. thank you. But 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 now we're quite quoting Alanis Morissette on a stem cell podcast. I don't know how she's gonna feel about that. Um but <laughs> I'm very glad you answered that though. That is a lot but of I mean, patients' about, questions. Think about that. Let's think about that for a second. Get their the blood. only <laughs> FDA approved use of umbilical cord blood and cells in the US is cancer patients. The thing that we said that we're not allowed the to The thing that for. we're not allowed the thing that those other clinics would never use because we don't here's the thing here's where we need to get with the use of of of, of culturally expanded tissue graph and there may be an option for this in the very near future for people in another country where we need to get is you're not treating a disease because for every cancer there's someone that survived it look here's the here's the best here's the here's the worst and best news ever everyone in this room has cancer of every minute of every day. Mm -hmm. But your body, your cells, do a, your immune system do a really good job of, of winning and killing that cancer because cancers are the, it's the runt of the litter. Mm -hmm. A cancer cell is not as strong as a good healthy cell. It's a they're, free radical cell, right? They're, they're mutagenic, right? Yeah. They're abnormal. Like it was a discon there was a problem in the transcriptase and it got some abnormal mutation. There's not a lot of mutations that are stronger than the host. Yeah. They aren't. You have to be immune compromised. You have to be injured in the area. You have to nutritionally be not sound. Hormonally, something's wrong where that cancer is allowed to set up. And then it's very difficult to kill once it seals itself up in a cocoon. But in most tumors, there's what's been published for a really long time is in most big solid care tumors, there's really less than 100 cells you'd have to get rid of to get rid of the tumor. The problem is that because of cortisol, chronic fatigue, what, what, whatever metabolic you're going through, your body can't meet the demand right? But most of it, just by like, if I, there's zero chance that everyone in this room doesn't have some, some cancer cell right now, but it's not going to kill you because your body's going to beat it because it's not very healthy and your body, if you maintain good health. So really what we would should focus on is not treating a disease. We should focus on just making people as healthy as we can get them. The cell would seem like a really, really good biologic hack to give you access to 7,000 peptides, proteins, growth factors, exosomes that I can't give you in any other way. You know, we talked about peptide therapy. I can write you a script for about, I don't know now because the FDA banned a lot of this November 1st. They made it a schedule two, which means banned substance. So I don't even know if FDA, but they're, let's say theoretically before November 1st, these cells can secrete 7,000. There are 7,000 naturally occurring peptides, proteins in the human body. The cells secrete all those. I could write you a script for about 40, mm -hmm. right? But I would have to know what you need, what it is I'm treating, and where to put those and how to dose it to be able to help you with that. Do I have to know that when I put cells somewhere? No. The cells, the human, your body does. 
Like just like we talked about with the Achilles, I take stem cells, inject them. I, we did bone marrow aspirate concentrate, injecting the Achilles tendon. The tendon completely remodeled and healed. Yeah. Did, did it do that? How? Did it become tendon? No. Did it secrete everything your tendon needed to heal and remodel? Yes. So the cell, when you, when you radioisotope tag those cells and stick them in a tendon, did all those cells become cells of a tendon? No. About 10% maybe incorporated in the tendon. The rest of them travel around, but they secreted everything you need to heal. So do I think that, I mean, it's going to come down to why are stem cells controversial, right? That's what this episode is supposed to be about. I have no idea. Could you touch on real quick on how um, you used to say it? I totally forgot it, but it was that one phrase about overpopulating the yeah too many, too many mouths to feed, not enough food, no. right? So when we talk no. about numbers, like numbers, obviously, we just go back to the point. Numbers <laughs> of exosomes may not be that important because again, we don't even know what they're calling an exosome. But tecron. number and, and yeah, tecron and yeah, number of cells may not even be that important because you know what? Not all cells are created equal, like. What if we could, in a perfect world, optimize your cells, stress them enough, hypoxia, nitrogen-rich environment, makes the stem cell bigger and better. Um, uh, ozonation of the tissue graft, you could make the cell, all that's illegal, but you could use ozone, you could use hypoxic creation of the tissue, you could gamma radiation you know low 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 millirad gamma has been used on stem cells in the lab and research for a long time because it makes them more prolific doesn't alter the cells doesn't make it cancerous but it makes it more prolific but it doesn't change what it does it doesn't change the epigenetic potential uh, secretions of the cell but it does increase its potential you can make it better so what i would want if i'm going to train for a fight mm. is i wouldn't stick me in a jujitsu ring with you. I don't know jujitsu. I would train with you for a long time and let you teach me jujitsu and then maybe use jujitsu. It seemed like there would be a way to do that with tissue. Like you could take the cells that aren't really active and don't want to do a lot or that are really unfocused but prolific and maybe get them coached up to address a problem. That would be a really cool, cool idea. If only. If <laughs> only. Um, sounds like a great idea. Sounds like a great idea. Like I really, I really not in the United States. No, no, no of course not. Okay. Um, I had to throw it out there. But, but, but we, since we can't do that, are there still? Do we have to be limited in the U.S.? No stem cells in the U.S. No, that's not true, right? Bone marrow aspirate concentrate as a cellular allograph has been widely used for over 20 years with great published data, amazing success. The comparisons with traditional use without it, there's not even close. The infection rate lowers in every study ever published. Yes, stem cells in the US are a thing. You, it's, it's, it's silly to talk about not being able to use cells to help you heal in surgery. It's silly to talk about no cells can be used in, the, in, in cosmetics. Now, do I think that so concentrated umbilical cord tissue graft or postnatal tissue graft used to treat a lot of systemic illnesses? Is that a big wide thing in the US? And is it really legal to talk about and address? Not really. Right. So I think that that's where the narrative changes when you're talking about why is it so controversial? Because you would have to culture the tissue graft to get those cells up to speed, to get enough to matter. Um, and then 
the systemic administration of those cells. But you know, there are clinics that have published really good studies on MS, uh, pretty much autoimmune diseases, right? So if you're broken, and this is what we talk about all the time. All right. So I don't think you should ever talk about stem cells to treat a disease. I think you should talk about it to provide optimal health. Is there a way, because that's what we're doing when we're doing it for, for failure of fractures and unions. We're just helping your body do a better job of what it wanted to do. Yeah. You could do that, you would think, to treat, instead, if you have cancer and I could make you healthy enough to fight back, but instead, what we do in the U.S. is we kill you. We make we ruin your immune system, and we try to kill the cancer with a drug. It would make a lot of sense to where, again, for every cancer, there's someone that survived it, right? It would make a lot of sense if I just get. What if I just made you the best killing machine you could be, and then see? Give me a give me a fighting chance against any disease, against any fracture, against any chronic tendon injury. Give me a fighting chance at mounting a healing response. How can I do that? Well, I need to get you nutritionally and hormonally optimized. I need to get you as healthy as I can get you. And maybe I could help you with your cellular volume and mobilizing that tissue to the site of injury to help you with that. If the site of injury is your immune system, I'm going to have difficulty treating that in the U.S. If the site of of failure is a disc, a tendon, I don't think we have difficulty providing treatment in the US. So is a stem cell controversy? Not really. Is a stem cell science controversial on what we can treat? Maybe in this country. Is a stem cell controversy of can it make a difference? No. Can it, can it cause you cancer? Look, there's not <laughs> been a study published that shows that, right? There's been plenty of, if you go to DuckDuckGo or if you're not on Google being Yahoo or even YouTube, um, cause we'll probably get canceled over this. Um, if you, right. It's been I'm, fun. I'm sure, Thanks. I'm sure we've already Thanks. been de like our, we, like there'd be episodes where we'll show 3,400 users and we have 200 something subscribers. Like, how's that work? Right? Like the shadow banning is not a thing. Um, Anyway, it, 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 if I could just make everyone their best self, would you stand a chance at being able to kill cancers and be healthier? Yeah, right. It, it, should that be controversial? No. Never. But you know what? You know what's you know what should be controversial? Giving you a poison that's not nat natural made. You know what's what we're not doing? Using cells that like, I love it when people talk, my, my kid even said one time when they were little, and, and, and obviously it's not true, but my kid one time was talking, there's, what does your daddy do? And my kid, and she was like seven. And she's like, well, daddy invented stem cells. I'm like, no, sweetie, no, no. I, I, I developed a way to harvest marrow and, and oh, oh, but what does stem cells have to do with that? Well, then we can stem, we can take the adult stem cells out of your marrow and use them. Oh, well, who owns the intellectual property on the stem cells from postnatal tissue graft or from bone marrow if it's not turned into a drug? Well, God does, right? I mean, like, who invented that? The body already has it in it. So we're not using a foreign substance on you. I didn't make something in a lab to give it to you to see if I can get an unnatural response for something your body didn't have contact with. This isn't a nutrient. It's not a peptide. It's not a protein. It's not a cell. It's something abnormal. 
and we're giving you this to this because it's going to have a reaction. We're hoping that that reaction is the therapeutic to what we wanted you to have. But are there are there a reason that you want the rainforest to stay? Yeah, you know why? Because all those naturally occurring proteins and enzymes and stuff, we don't know all those. And they take a lot of those and turn them into drugs because they could help people do what some of the plants do. And they overcome fungal infections, they overcome that. But those were naturally occurring, right? And they're turned into drugs. Did we make that in a lab and inject it into someone? No. Do I think that should be way more controversial <laughs> than taking a cell and giving it to you? That's not from, that's ethically sourced and no babies died in the creation of the city. Because again, those cells want to become a fetus. We wouldn't do that. Have there been fetal grafts used in other countries? Yeah, they, they treat some stem cell grafts. Are there some research to take your stem cell and try to grow a cell from it abnormally? You can take a myocyte and grow it and inject it in a vocal cord and, and, and heal this. Do I think that's the best science in art? No, like I, I think I would have a tissue with mutagenesis. I have a problem with the potential for creation of cancer. And there's, a, there's some studies published where they injected these cells in the, in the back and these, what's called a teratoma. It's a tumor that develops that has teeth and hair in it. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's an abnormal cell, right? And, and so it gets prolific. Like, have we ever created those with bone marrow concentrate? No. Can it do that? No. Are you going to create that with ethically sourced, undifferentiated postnatal tissue graft? No. That was fetal tissue. Have we done that in the US? No. So, I mean, so when you, again, if the purpose of this episode is why are stem cells controversial? Can you have an allergic reaction? Like it, 20 years in to still be having this talk. It's mind blowing, isn't it? Drives me more than a little crazy. I, I think it's a wild misuse of, it's a waste of potential where the science behind this could be furthered to benefit a lot of people, making them well, making them better. Instead- Creation of the best you. Don't treat a disease, treat a person. Yes. If I get you healthy, can you heal your tendon? Yeah. Yeah. If we get you healthy, can you overcome cancer? Yep. Why is it not okay to get you healthy? Because it's not a drug. Like, look, we're, there's doctors. You, we just adjusted this last week. We had a doctor tell a patient all doing vitamins does is give you really expensive urine. <laughs> what? Like, seriously, dude? Like, yeah. come on. Like, the only thing that everyone died of COVID had in common is D3 levels below 20. You know what that means? We don't take enough D3. Like if you're, if there's a big viral outbreak, there's something going on, you need flu season, you need to up the amount of D3 you take. You know why? Because you don't want your immune system to be missing a beat. The D3, that level doesn't mean that D3 does something magic. It's a, just an indirect measure of your immune function. It's a really cheap, easy way to measure your immune function. If your D3 level is below 20, your immune system is missing a beat, right? The, but all D3 does is give you really expensive urine. Like, well, read a book, man. I mean, like do something that's outside of the person you work for's paradigm of treatment. I get you work for Baylor. I get you work for Teletech Resource. I get you work for Big Pharma. I get where you're, who's paying you the check doesn't let you talk about nutritional therapy. But that doesn't mean it's you, you trash it and you become non-scientific in your religious fervor against a vitamin. Like, well, the FDA doesn't control it. You know, no bioavailability. You know what? Drop it in a glass of water. See if a pill dissolves. If you see a pill in your stool, don't take that one anymore. Right? Like, <laughs> right? if you're pooping out pills, oh that God. guy was right. That wasn't a very good vitamin.
yeah. right? But are there a lot of really good bioavailable, bioavailable liposomal coated vitamins out there? Yeah. Like, does that mean no one should take them? Like, do you think you're just eating perfectly? Do you even think it's possible to only get what your body needs from a grocery store anymore with all the processed foods, not growing the vitamin, the, the, the even if you're growing the, the, the vegetables in your own garden, what pesticides did you use? Right? Like Gary DeBrecht, he got canceled because he took strawberries, condensed it down to the juice and measured the pep pesticide content in it. And it was enough pesticides to grow a whole nother crop. And he got canceled for that. In a small sample size. In a, in, so excuse me, that was my theory and quoting someone else yes. that had, but but does modern medicine hate him? Yeah. You know why? Because he talks about how to get away from a lot of treatment that hurts people. Um, I think that was my phone. Um, but all good. But do I, anyway, I, I so, yeah, we're, we're on another tangent. Yeah. But but all this is really winds up into why is it controversial to help you do better? I have no idea. <laughs> so I think the greatest travesty of our lifetime, right, so far where we're at, is I've got almost 20 years in the medical field. I've worked with hundreds of doctors. I've, I've been involved in hundreds of lab procedures, labs, you know, orthopedics, everything. You name it, I've seen it. The tools made available to your average medical provider are extremely limited and most of them actually cause more trauma than healing, right? So think about the surgical process minus cells. If we think about steroid injections in the joint, which I will not let you get started on because that's a whole nother episode, yeah. but all actually, these things, that could be an episode. Yes. There was a well, catabolic and they kill protein. Let's just get that out there right now. Yes. So to my point, the biggest travesty of all those things that I've just said is that you are considered a pioneer, a pariah, a frontier guy. You're, you're the outlier. You're not, you're not inventing like, this anything is not, new. Yeah. But so here's the issue, right? You're not coming out and saying, I invented the stem cell, much no. to your seven year old at the time's chagrin. Yeah. The thing but is, God is bless that her, you're right? taking what's already available in nature, in the human biome itself, and you're putting it where it's needed most as a resource, right? You're not inventing anything new. Now, the processes in I'm your IP. You're trying there, to get your body to do what it wants. Yes. I'm putting things back on your body's to-do list because it's focused on your brain, your heart, your lungs, your 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 gut, like your gut's 90% of your immune system, right? So your body's, it let go of your ankle inflammatory change a long time ago. Yeah, You got a bad <laughs> ankle, you, like your body's like, hey, I'm gonna make sure you're bipedal. Does that mean you can play in the NFL? No, your body's not worried about if you can play in the NFL. It's worried about, can you maintain mobility? It wants to do a lot. It will mobilize a lot just to keep you bipedal and mobile. Yeah. But is it going to care if you can cut and run really fast? Nope. You need optimal function for that. How would you do that? Oh my gosh, there's a really good way to help you be optimal functioning and lower the inflammatory rate, secrete the regenerative peptides and proteins and control the immune dysfunction. Yeah. Again, there's one cell that can do those three things. And you cannot believe in it, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's not a thing. Right. Oh, is there a randomized white paper study with double control? No, and there wasn't on anything that's been administered to most of the country right now either. There's not a double blind randomized control safety data on the 39 injections children have to get to graduate school. There's not double blind safety data on the injection that the entire world was given. But there, and there was bad science on that. 
Is there bad science on the way the cell works? No. Do I need a double blind randomized control 500 patient study with 10 year follow-up to understand the pathogenesis of a disease and the pathophysiology of the way your body wants to do it and the science behind what these cells secrete? No. If there's really good science behind it, I'm okay with it because it's how the body's working right now. I'm not trying to change the way the body functions or works. I'm giving it what it needs to work better. I'm okay with that. I don't need 500 patient double blind study. When, when someone says, hey, what do you think about this? There are plenty of times that I say no. And then I'll do a deep dive. It'll be the middle of the night. I'll, be up, I'll get up in the middle of the night and, and, and start, and I'll get on some deep pathway and I'll, be in, and I'll go through some bibliography and I'll find 20 other articles and take me to three other articles. And all of a sudden you go, wow. If this, if we did put cells there and then we could get, and they secreted enough of this, you could literally break the enzyme for the decay and the inflammatory load and maybe help get rid of some of the scarring that would make this person better. Wow. If I can understand the pathophysiology of something and rationally think that you stand a chance of getting it, because I never want to waste anyone's money. Like people go, well, can I just pay and have you do this? I'll be like, yeah, but do I, I don't want to raise resources, right? Like, I don't know that that's a really good use of your dollar. Let's try it. Let's, like, there's, let's get you nutritionally. Let's do some hormone stuff. Let's see where we can get you first and see if we can, you know, mobilize it. But, but there are plenty of people. That's the way we got to where we are. There's plenty of people that say, look, I trust this already. I've done all my, I just want you to take those cells and you can help me do this. And I'm going to do this and this. And I'll be like, well, I'll, I'm willing to join your journey with you, right? As long as I know that I'm not going to hurt you. And am I going to hurt anyone with this? No. Can I cause a disease? No. Am I going to make you get infected or not heal? No, because I know what I'm doing, right? And I'm not going to stick a needle next in, into a nerve or into a vessel. I'm not going to pretend to be somewhere I'm not. I'm going to prove where we are when we do it. So, you know, you asked a really good question. And I know I haven't really given you an answer because when you say, why are they controversial? Well, again, what are we talking about as a stem cell? I think we've covered now bone marrow. We didn't talk about fat today. Um, we did talk about a lot of different postnatal tissue graph. We talked talk about exosomes. I, do I think all those are controversial? Um, no. Do I, think, but do I think that the business model can be? Yes. Do I think that some of the clinics and the way people talk about it? And is there a lot of charlatans out there pretending to be scientific? Yes. Are some of those still really lucky because this is, if you have the cell, this really can be good in spite of someone, right? You can do Maybe. the right thing. A bad person can do the right thing and get a good result. You can do, uh, uh, you can put, um, you can not know what you're doing and you know, what's the old saying? A blind pig finds an acorn ever now. Oh, no, a blind Broken squirrel acorn. finds an acorn. A blind pig finds a truffle, right? Yes. So mm -hmm. do you, do you, a blind squirrel finds an acorn occasionally, right? So, so, but do I think that you need to approach science that way? Absolutely not. I think you need to really work hard to know what you're doing, know what graph you're using and why, and know the pathogenesis of why you hurt. And is there a way the cell could make that better or, or surgery or non-surgery, anti-inflammatories or just stretches? Or, or getting your hormone levels where they need to be or nutritionally supplementing you. So, you know, still some cells we haven't talked about, but, but I think that when you talk about, you know, all these outside the U.S. clinics and you talk about, you know, 
Panama, Colombia. And do I think they're hurting people? No. Do I think that they have a service available with culturally expanded tissue? Now they can't do Now here's the thing. Those laws were all written before you could do anything to optimize those cells, but you can culturally expand them. But again, you're referring to the individual laws in each of those countries yes. that you mentioned, right? So you're, you're hampered by what that government in that country allows you to do with those cells. If only, if only there was a government that sought out, that was really mad about the narrative and what got perpetrated on them. And they would allow not only cultural expansion, but the augmentation and agitation of cellular volume to perform at its best level. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. I feel and, like and, you're and alluding probably, to something and probably maybe it would we'll be, find out soon. It, yeah, it would probably have to be something manufactured in the US under US tissue graph laws. You know, that's the other thing we didn't even talk about. You know, when we talk about safety and efficacy, look, labs are not, and this is not, we're not using Amnion that I made in my garage, right? <laughs> like, first of all, God made it. Like the human body made it. It's a human tissue. It's the, the, the it's uniquely capable of, in the U.S., the only approved use of these cells is for <laughs> cancer patients. And no one, in, no other country will treat a cancer patient with the cells that are only allowed to be used for cancer in the U.S. But in the U.S., the narrative is also these cells could cause cancer. No, wait a minute. Do if they're I causing say, cancer, why are you using it to treat <laughs> cancer, right? Like, the, you go to CBR's website. The, there's only, there's, the only approved uses of these cells are cancer patients, different kinds of leukemia and lymphoma. So you can use them to treat it, but it causes it. Pick, pick a side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, if only. If only. Yeah. And hopefully well, maybe one day soon. Maybe one day soon. Well, uh, I hope this really cleared up maybe some of the controversies that happen with stem cells. And you gained a little bit of insight because we're still a big old question mark on our faces. I can see it. There was really not, there's an man, answer, but it's an I obvious just, answer. Ah, <laughs> I just, this is a really obvious answer. Like, yeah. Man, someone makes a lot of money by not letting you heal, right? <laughs> Boom. If the body can heal itself, there's a third of the GDP that's being wasted right now. And look, here's my, here's my side. And I'm, I'm literally like, I'm a, I'm a politically conservative, but a social liberal or, or at least moderate. Because I think the government needs to leave us all alone and 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 give the money back to the states. Because you can knock on your state representative's door, but once everyone goes to Washington, after about the second term for sure, they're 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 just like everyone else. And and they're and they're and they're supporting. They should have to wear jackets like race car drivers. Right? They should have to have patches on who's who who where. That way you know who they're running for. Who who are you? Who's who's paying for your race car? Right? I want to know that. Um, but. Maybe we can just start by not letting them be there for their lifetime. But but it's really but anyway. That's, right, this but I mean, is about health. Topic, right? yeah. like, <laughs> this like, is a health start, podcast. Think, think yeah. of what we could do. Think of what we could do if we weren't wasting a third of our GDP. We could buy laptops for all the kids. We could have we we could we could have tutors. We could pay teachers what they need to be paid. We could provide the social services. We wouldn't have a homeless problem. But we're wasting a third of our GDP that goes into corporate pockets where the same people own them all. And it's just, and they don't care. People say, well, why would insurance want to waste their money? Because it's owned by the same people that they're paying. The healthcare providers are all owned by someone. The people that owns them are owned by the same people. So between insurance and the orthopedic manufacturers and the drug companies and the healthcare industry, they want 
a third of the GDP. And it's wasted on corporate profits and the bureaucracy and running all that. When really, we could think of way better things. When you spend billions of dollars on a vaccination that didn't keep you from getting the disease, didn't keep you from giving it to someone, it didn't make you more likely to survive if you got it. Now that's all published now, billions of dollars. Can anyone that's listening or watching this think of a better use for billions of dollars in, in large cities all over our country that have bad crime problems, lots of homeless people, and our, we have vets living on the street, people that fought for our country. I can think of a way better use for billions of dollars. But that narrative, like they just want to be a third of the GDP. And I think a lot of that money, do I think all of it's wasted? Absolutely not. I mean, I'm, I'm a doctor, right? And I'm a surgeon. I still do surgery. Do I think that we hurt everyone? No, I, I think that modern medicine is fantastic. I'm a proud to be a part of it most of the time. Mm. But do I think that a lot of healthcare dollars are wasted? Yes. Do I think there would have been a better use for a lot of that? Ab absolutely. So well, anyway. thank you, Dr. McKenna, for yeah. being you. I, I hope that if nothing else, I think that I hate answering. I hate spending a whole episodes talking and answering to trolls. But some of these people are good intentioned, right? Like, I think that there are some people that really feel righteous indignation that if they're going to kill babies, I'm going to fight against it. No one's doing that. Join our side. You're on our side already. You just don't know it yet, <laughs> right? That's kind of how I feel when we, when we have an argument with someone. I kind of feel like, look, unless you are a majority shareholder in Pfizer or, 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 or one of the large insurance companies, I genuinely feel like you're on our side already. You just don't know it. And, and that if we educate you enough, you're going to be, there's going to be a light in the, in the tunnel moment where you're going to go, wait a minute. I just heard on that commercial, this can cause cancer and it could make me die of TB. But I was watching the first minute of the commercial with people dancing and paragliding. And I didn't listen in the last 15 seconds that this may cause cancer. But we're not saying that about tissue graph, are we? So I, I don't know, maybe. Maybe, right? Maybe, maybe. I think most people are already on our side and just don't know it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. This has been a great episode and we will see you guys on the next one. And again, my, my last sign off, and I mean this as genuinely and passionately as I can, as I, as I want to oppose the narrative out there is that we genuinely appreciate your trust. We, I hope, I, I think I've worked really hard to put together a staff that, that we love and trust and that love and trust our patients. And, and we genuinely appreciate the opportunity to take care of you. So thank you.